Breakthrough is coming. Who likes the idea of that? Got a breakthrough. Well, this morning we have got um, a bit of fun in store. Julie and I are going to present this message segment together today. And uh, how it goes. Yeah, with no being told what to do, so this will be interesting. We've both been told what to do. Oh, well, no. Anyway, go on. I'm waiting for my instructions. This, this is my trusty assistant. <laughs> yeah, I'm just the assistant, but he hasn't told me. I, well, say, I, say I know basically what I'm doing, but I don't, because he, t- he told me something just two, like 10 minutes ago, and I'm like, oh, I've got to get something else for that. <laughs> so get ready, John, to do a run if we need something else. <laughs> so just so that we are Thanks, uh, Simon. going to get onto the same page, I want to start to talk about mealtime sitting down at a meal table at my place. I want you to imagine between us, Julie and I have spent the whole day preparing a meal because you're coming and we sit down, we serve the meal. No, they don't. I'm going to pray in a moment. And then looking me straight in the eye, looking at the food, you might say, I don't like that. That's not a good day for me. And I was thinking about this, and God spoke into my heart. We got people all around us who don't like what we serve up to them about God. And this message is going to help you understand how to make disciples. Have you ever really thought about what Jesus meant? when he said make disciples like a macrame folding paper like making a car making a cake making a pikelet let me pray Heavenly Father this morning I pray that everything we say up here and everything we do up here in this next 25 minutes will transform each one of us in ways we would never have thought possible. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that is the key ingredient. He is the incredible one that gets into the midst of who we are deep in our lives and makes stuff happen. So we give this time to you, Lord, today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. You may be seated and tell the person alongside you this is going to be fun. All right, Julie. Now, I'm actually going to ask for a volunteer, first up, just to come down here. It needs to be someone who's pretty brave. I reckon Kieran Turner's pretty brave. In fact, I've actually seen him. He might be a little more surprising than I thought here. This is why I do it. Now, now Kieran, just come down here. You might need this because it could get messy. But... No, no, you're not going to get doused in water. Up here, you can see we've got a few things. Today we're going to actually have the wonderful Pastor Julie make some pikelets for us. Who likes pikelets? Give me a wave. Oh, yes, pretty good representation, about 90%. That's good. If you don't like them, tough. We haven't got any alternatives on the menu. Now, what we haven't got, we haven't got gluten-free, we haven't got fructin-free, we haven't got fructose-free, we haven't got... There's no sultanas, it's just pikelets with regular wheat flour. Milk. We need it. Now, I'm just wondering, however, Kieran... So, do you like pikelets? Don't remember what 
They're a kind of a sweet pancake, just a little oh, yes. mini. Okay? And a little bit of jam on them, be pretty tasty, right? But in order to make them, you've got to put some things together. So I thought I'd invite you to have a mouthful of just self-raising flour. Oh. Are, you, are you keen? I'll give it a shot. Really? You're allowed to say, no waste, Jose. But just, just to give you a little bit of an example of how... Let's just see. If you, if you, I'll, I'll be kind. It'll only be a little tiny bit like that. But if you spit it out all over me, just have a crack. See what that, what's that taste like? Okay. Do you need a, a glass of water or something to wash that down? We haven't got any water up here today. Lori, Lori's going to get something to rescue you. Yes, just it's very dry. It's very dry. Yes. Not really all that appetising, right? No, don't buy itself. Okay, clean spoon. What about? Um, do you like sugar? Yes. All oh, right. <laughs> well, just the same. Well, just just a little bit, a little bit of sugar. I've got this towel in case you spit it out all over me. All right. How's that going in the mouth with the, with the flour? Oh, they reckon they're mixing up there, okay? Or a little bit, yeah. A little bit, taking, taking the edge off the flour? Yeah. Hmm, okay. Um, what about a raw egg, if I said, do you like... <laughs> I tried it before and it was not smart. <laughs> there you go. Well, I'm not going to crack an egg and, and waste it. What about a mouthful of butter? <laughs> just, just a... Do you want to suck on that? Now, once again... There you go. Better than the flour. Okay. It's got some taste. Take the bottle of wool. They're complimentary for suffering of the cause. Take that back to your seat. Give them a hand. All right. So I'm wondering, some of us present God, whether we want to or not, we present God as judge, which he is. Some of us can present God as grace which he is, he, he extends grace to us. We, some of us present God as father. And for some people, presenting anybody as father is traumatic. Their own earthly father was an abusive, alcoholic dropkick. Their first response to someone who presents God as father is like, I don't like that. Some of us might have been brought up in very strict religious homes. We present Jesus through religion. And so we have this, what it is, is about, you, you're a churchy. Oh, so you're religious. It's like, no, I'm not actually. I, I don't want to present that I'm religious. I want to present that I'm a follower of Christ. It's like, how does that work? And I began to think about these ingredients. So you might think that we're just making it something very simple with three ingredients, but there's things you can make that can be, have hundreds of ingredients. There's some things that we make that, and you can start to fix these up. Let's, let's, let's get this happening. So Julie's taking what Kieran painfully consumed one at a time. Flour, sugar. He didn't try the eggs. Woolst out. Um, and a lot of butter. And the milk. I could have given you a little mouthful of milk to wash that down. You could have had a homemade pancake in your stomach. <laughs> Untouched by other human hands. And so as we um, put these ingredients, I want you to say the word Mix. Some people say, why do I need to come to church? Well, because you're not going to ever present Jesus completely to anybody. You're going to present him in the unique way that he's made you to present him, but he never intended for you to be just you by yourself doing that. Because as much as you'd like to think you're balanced, let me tell you, I know everyone, if you're here this morning, you're not. 
they're not balanced. Just like me, I'm a little bit loopy. <laughs> There's things about the way I might present Christ to the world that some people will find, I don't like that. Even to, worse than that, they become offended by that. And I felt like the Spirit of God just showed me this picture of, let's mix some ingredients together. So we can take flour and sugar and an egg, which you've got a crack in there as well. We've already got an egg in there. Huh. You're quick, girl. Sorry, you didn't tell me That looks way better than the mix I made the other day. So, um, not surprising. Not surprising. <laughs> There we go. Listen, this banter is going to be ongoing. <laughs> but in every word that I am confident, every little bit of banter we have about this is significant for us to get a hold of about our experience in presenting Christ to people who are not Christ followers yet or people who are disciples who need to be discipled, who actually need to grow. And so um, what we're doing here is taking the ingredients and mixing them. And already, as you can see in the bowl that Julie has got, the consist- that does not look anything like any of these by themselves. It's already become something new. thought about... The taste of flowers, it is pretty gross, isn't it? It's just like a mouthful of, well, I'm not sure what you describe it, but it's like dust, talcum powder, I think would probably be worse, but probably not much. Um, the ingredients, however, mixed together. Actually, I need you to come back now, Kieran. I've got another spoon here. Okay. So let's just pause for a moment, Julie. Well, you might need this really this time. Just hold that in front of you just in case you've got a... Can I just... Just going to get a little bit of this now. So what we've got now is what we had before, but we've mixed it all together. Have a crack at that. So it's improved? Yes. Do you think it's finished with? No. What, happens, what needs to happen to it? Where's that microphone gone? Let me just turn that on. What needs to happen to it? It needs to be cooked. What? Cooked. It needs to be what? Cooked. So, thank you. You can go. You didn't throw up. That's good. (laughs) It needs to be cooked. I wonder how much time you or I have... Yes, we are. Yeah, might as well start the ball rolling. So now we've got our mix mixed. How do we mix that together? Well, Julie did it with a spoon. We get mixed together coming here on Sunday mornings. We get mixed together going to Connect Group. We get mixed together next weekend serving our community at the Chris Kindle Mart. We get mixed together and whatever we are as individuals becomes compounded into something new. That's awesome. That's what God does when we come together. We've got to understand the power of his body. We've got to understand that this, his name is a name beyond all names. You mentioned that this morning already and we've landed from worship into that that truth that Jesus' name is a powerful name, and it absolutely is, but the powerful name of Jesus has got a body. And it's not you by yourself or me by myself. It's us together. 
It's us mixed together in the bowl and then we get cooked by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is described as water, he's described as fire, he's described as wind. The, the fire of God literally comes onto the, pres- onto the people of God as we what? Worship his presence. He abides in the praises of his people as we worship together we will find the frying pan that we've got up here this morning represents the heat. But as we've worshipped this morning, I've got no doubt that God's desire has been to cook us. Not to kill us, but to cook us. To transform the mixing that's going on relationally in us into something even more wonderful. So if I stick my... I won't stick it right in there, but if I... It's got a smell. Smells like flour and milk and sugar and egg. It just hasn't got much of a, an aroma to it. If I held up to you, and I didn't bring it, I was thinking about this, but I got a little lazy on the issue because I thought these would be the easiest, but I could have brought in a side of lamb. <laughs> just plonked it on the table here. So who wants to go and have a crack at that? Tomahawk. <laughs> who wants to have a crack at the side of lamb? You know, there's... Um, jump chops, there's four quarter chops, there's beautiful big leg of lamb there, just come up and help yourself. And it was not cooked, it's just sitting up there raw. <laughs> one in every, there is one in every congregation, I'm sure. That's the true carnivore. I'm not sure what that's about. I used to do, however, I did used to eat raw mince out of the fridge when I was a kid, but that was. <laughs> Mum used to wonder what happened to her half a pound of, beet, of mince meat, and she came to cook with it, and it's like a third of it disappeared. What's going on? She soon worked out who the little thief was. That was me. I just go past the fridge, stick my finger in, and scoop out a handful of raw. Oh, beautiful. Country kill meat. It wasn't that stuff from a multinational company. That was probably not meat at all, but anyway, that's another story. But see, a lot of people in the world are happy for us to talk to them about God. They're happy for us to present the symbols in some places of the Christian message, the cross and other things, so they can see things. Um, they might even be happy to come along and, and just sort of have a tactile moment at church and touch the furniture, or maybe even visit church and sit alongside you. But I found Psalm 34 verse 8 spoke such a powerful message in my heart. It's, it's where this whole message started and where this whole idea came from. Was Psalm 34 verse 8 is taste and see. Taste and see. I worked out that taste is really the only, of, of the five senses, the only sense that involves actually taking in the thing that we're actually sensing. It's the only thing that, it's the, the sense of the five senses, is the one that involves us actually having to put whatever it is we're dealing with, the thing that's been described, smell the rose. It's not the same as eating a rose. Smell the roast lamb. It is absolutely awesome. Even God loves that. Isn't it? The aroma pleasing to the Lord. When sacrifices were given in the Old Testament. But there's nothing that beats out of those senses. I could go up and touch a piece of roast beef or roast, roast lamb or whatever food that you think is wonderful. I could touch it. So, oh, that feels so good. Look at the crackling on that pork belly. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Smells wonderful. I can hear the crackling crackling when I was in the oven cooking it. I got all the senses going. But it's still just 
an object on the table until I taste it. And then it becomes part of me. It becomes part of me. And so my conviction from this scripture is that, how are we going over here? What's that? Can you smell something down there? Ah, oh, that, the, that was the whole idea. So what we've got here is a fairly bland, almost smellless substance called pikelet mix. And up here now, we've got these wonderful little hot brown pikelets that are causing your tongue to sort of... <laughs> smells good. How do we cook the message? How much time have you spent in the last 12 months when you look back over 2018? How much time have you personally spent getting mixed with somebody else? And understanding that what you're doing is about being a better presenter of Jesus. Maybe you've opted for reasons known only to yourself to be a little withdrawn. No, I'm okay, I'll I'll do my own thing. Not knowing that what God's intended is for you to be mixed in a bowl, put in a fire, and to turn it into something that people go, I want what you've got. Because sometimes I think we feel like the Gospels, no point telling people to love God if they have got no idea what you're talking about. Reading or heard an article during the week about, and it really annoys the heck out of me when people are quoted in the media around social issues that are currently part of the mix and the conversation about why you should or shouldn't do things of a moral nature in our community, it's because the Bible says. What's the point of saying that to someone who doesn't believe in God? What's the point of, of pointing someone to the Scripture? Written Scripture, the Word of God. Well, it's, it's in the Bible, so you can't do it. It's like that, that, to me, is asking someone to eat a mouthful of flour. Kind of, it's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't like that. But if we spend the time... Working out how to say something different than that by getting mixed. So judgment is a reality. God's judged our sin on the cross. But God's judgment, yes, is always, is always mixed with his grace. He's a gracious God as well. It says in the scripture that he's a jealous God because he is. But that's not the only dimension of God. It also says that God is love, which he is. And so I think when Jesus said to his disciples in Matthew 28, verse 19, he said, um, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. What he was saying, amongst other things, there's a lot in that little statement. We've got to understand how to make disciples. We've got to understand how to mix the message up. I don't mean to mash it up and stuff it up, but I mean how to mix the message. And you and I are the message. If we want to say to people that God is love, but they don't see that in us, people go, you're hypocrites. If you want to say that God's generous and we're not generous, they'll go, well, that doesn't add up. If you want to say that God's inclusive and we're exclusive, that doesn't add up. We've got to get smart people. We've got to understand that God wants to fire us up. Now, all right, now I'm going to call for volunteers. Who'd like to come and try a pikelet? Come on, Kieran, come in here. You've, got to, you, you've suffered for the cause, man. Now, do these look a whole lot more inviting than I, what I put on the spoon, don't they? Yes. Yes. You now remember what a pikelet is, right? Yes. Okay, so you can take one of those. 
In fact, you, you take that and just have a little taste. See what it, it's probably a bit warm, maybe. Is it? Does that taste better than the mouthful of flour? It's delicious. So we've gone from flowers like to sugars like um to mixed together and cooked. Say cooked. So you and I mixed together and cooked with the Holy Spirit. A complete stranger, not that Kieran is a complete stranger, can go, that's delicious. We don't have to convince people to love Jesus. We just got to show them him. If I put a, if you're a, who likes their roast, uh, who likes a big piece of roast lamb? If, if I put a piece of beautifully cooked, and I can cook it well, roast lamb in front of you right now and said, if you don't eat that, I'll smack in the head. I wouldn't have to do that. I wouldn't have to threaten. You wouldn't have to say, if you don't eat that, you're going to hell. If you don't touch that, you're damned. I just put the roast lamb in front of you and go, oh, can I have that? How would you like to? Just finish that, if you can, and then go for a, just, a, just for a little wander and offer these to a few. You know, just see whether you get anyone interested in putting their hand out. Ah, oh, hey, hey, don't go over there. We'll never see any more. Those three guys will eat all of them. Yeah, anyone? Have a sniff. I don't mind the smell of that. I should have brought a big piece of fat, juicy steak up here as well and whacked that on us. Like, and, and we could have smelled the place right out, couldn't we? All good? So last week, uh, Tim Scott preached a great message. Introduced us to the whole context of purpose and so what I want to say this morning is this message is actually spelling it out as clearly as I can that if you are a person who loves Jesus you have got purpose I had a thought during the week as a aside to all this which is part of this message however so living with clear purpose will get most of us through most things let me say it again, living with a clear purpose will get most of us through most things. P- people lose their way, my view, people lose their way when they lose purpose. If we're in Christ, the thing we want to keep reminding ourselves is not, oh, I've got to get a vision from God. Oh, I've got to get baptized in the Holy Spirit, which is all, these things are all awesome. I've got to get this. I've got to do this. I've got to become that. It's like, no, no. If you want to get purpose bedded down in one's life, get Jesus. John 15, he says, apart from me, you can do nothing. The deal is, it's not me following Jesus only. It's me following him and being in him. I'm tasting and seeing the Lord is good. I'm not going to read about God and have a meditation moment about I've got to taste and see the Lord is good. I've got to actually take on board the nature and the character of Jesus. And if there's dimensions of God that you find a bit difficult to swallow, for whatever the reason it might be, for example, the issue of forgiveness. If you've been seriously violated or abused or have got some deal in your life where you have found it up to this point a huge challenge to forgive, me telling you to forgive is a bit of a bitter pill to swallow. So I've got to mix that message up with lots of other parts of God's nature. Not to trick you, not, not to deceive at all. It is so that you, you and I can understand forgiveness is part of the package deal. If I'm going to be in him, I'm a forgiver. 
I forgive people. I don't have any grudges. I don't get worked up about stuff. I do. It's like I've got to keep tasting and seeing that he is good. Tasting and seeing that life's good. Um, one of the things I love about the Bible is years and like thousands of years ago, he told us how things are going to be. And one of the things that Jesus described us as is we're salt and light. And I'm thinking, you know, there's so much, uh, I don't know, secular humanism's kind of behind it, but being a little more political than that, I'd say um, rampant Marxism, which has a hatred for religion, absolute hatred for religion, has got hold of the narrative in our Western world and continues to paint this picture that if you're a person who believes stuff, like religious stuff, if you're a faith person, you'd have to be a dimwit. Because only a dumb person would believe in a God you can't prove exists. And the narrative goes down that road. And I'm thinking, you guys are so... just don't get it. And they don't get it. Because Jesus described us as salt. And in Australia, whether we're one person or a thousand people who follow Christ, we change the flavour of this country. Your job is to change the flavour of the country. My job is to change the flavour of the country. Not because we're going to be demonstrating in the streets, not because we're going to say, trust God or die, not because we are ramming the gospel down people's throats who don't want it, but because we're cooking the gospel in our churches, we are actually making the dimensions of God that for some people appear unpalatable, we're mixing them together and we're cooking in the presence of the Holy Spirit every week in this church, we're getting cooked. So that we can go out into the world and our friends don't have to be sort of corralled into a corner, I've got a a message for you from God. They will ask us, can I have what you've got? What are you eating? It smells so good. What is that stuff that you're on? And they'll ask us questions because we've taken the time to get mixed together. So connect group's important. Getting mixed together, coming to church on Sunday morning is important to get mixed together. Having a devotional life and a worship life privately is kind of where the Holy Spirit begins to to pour the, the milk into the dry ingredients and we find that we transformed into something else, but he's not finished with us. He wants us to get cooked. He wants us to get let the fire. There's got to be some something changed. I couldn't. I'm not a scientist, but I'm assuming for those who are scientists in our presence that in the act of heating, whatever in the the protein, the molecules in the flour, the chemical structure of salt, and the chemical protein content. Sugar. I mean sugar, beg your pardon. Eggs and milk, somehow or other. In the presence of heat, those things are changed. They're substantially changed into something almost new. And a light, fluffy pikelet appears in the case of pikelet making. So where do we finish this? I want to encourage you to get cooked. To get mixed. Let what is in us be obvious to other people. Not because we have to impress them with anything, but because they actually notice us. We are salt. We have purpose, and therefore we're the people in the community who know how to bring hope 
into every situation. I think purpose and hope are intricately, intricately related. They're inseparable. When you've got purpose, you've got hope. If you lose the sense of purpose, hope follows it out the door. Um, and our big purpose, this is probably the final thought, is to make disciples. So I encourage you to, to start making things happen. Don't be afraid to get mixed up with a few different tasting people than yourself. Don't be afraid if you're, you're not meant to mix. If you're a, represented by this tub of flour, you're not meant to mix up with other tubs of flour. You're going to mix up with, in this case, sugar. And then milk. And then eggs. It's like the variety of the body. You and I together, in the presence of God, become something tasty. Why don't we stand to our feet? My final note here I wrote for this message was, if we are going to make disciples, we need to understand how to cook. Now, my, my lovely wife made a comment earlier on about my first attempt at cooking those for a long time let that let that sink in for a moment you can become good at making disciples if you keep practicing making disciples I can become a really good pikelet maker like I had to look the recipe up online I had to read a recipe first and got here and other more experienced cooks in our presence kind of almost scoffed out it's one 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 milk the pancakes anyway it was one one flour one sugar one, or one egg no not sugar no one egg what see what i mean it's like but an experienced person goes it's not that hard so some of us in this room might be going what you're talking about just is so easy i can do that and others of us like me as a pikelet chef i'm just starting out i'm hopeless but I'll eventually get the recipe in my head. I won't need to look it up online. I'll eventually work out how hot they have the frying pan, not burn them to smithereens. I'll work out a whole bunch of parameters that makes the perfect pikelet. My prayer this morning is together next year in our church, we're going to spend the time together um, getting mixed and cooked to become this incredibly tasty, incredibly inviting, incredibly stirring up people's I'd like to come and taste that on our church so Heavenly Father let me close in prayer Father God I thank you for our amazing congregation here Lord next year is a huge year in front of us Lord and wherever we go and wherever we do what we do we are called to make disciples and I pray Lord today that we would understand clear as a bell that's our purpose But Lord, it's not about me saying to any one person here, you go and make disciples and you go and do this. It's like, how about we come and mix together and let's see what God makes us become that causes people to ask for themselves, can I have what you're having? So breath of life, the wonderful, powerful name of Jesus, touch every life here this morning in your mighty name, Father. Amen. I want to invite you to think just for a moment before we close. Have you tasted the Lord? The imagery of this verse from Psalm 34 is so helpful 
If you're a person who's been seeking God but have never really stepped into him in the sense of having a relationship for yourself, so there's a knowledge of God, there's a knowledge of the forgiveness, the message, you might have heard some stories from the Bible, you, just, you might have some knowledge about God, or maybe you've got none. Right now here in this place today, I encourage you to go, God's inviting you to taste and see that he's good. That doesn't mean going away and buying a book about God. It means about inviting him in. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And by his spirit, he actually comes into every person who invites him to. Say, Lord, I just uh, invite you into my life. We could pray a prayer like that in a moment's time. I don't understand, Lord, why you would love me. I've made so many mistakes. I'm this, that, and the other. I feel so unworthy in front of you, Lord. He says, no, 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 no. Just taste and see that I'm good. And so we can taste him. He really wants to live on the inside of a life, not be somebody on the outside that you keep as a spectator of your life. If that's you this morning, you've never tasted and seen the Lord is good in that sense of the word or what I'm saying. I'm asking you to invite God into your life for the very first time or perhaps if you've been there before but you've wandered way off track, you need to come back to him. If that's you this morning, I'd love you to slip your hand up. Say, Pastor Bruce, this cooking demonstration has actually helped me understand something I've never understood before. I want to get mixed, I want to get cooked, and I want to become purpose-filled as a follower of Jesus Christ. If that's you this morning, we would love to pray with you to start that journey. Anyone at all, because you need to give me a wave so I can see you. Thank you, Heavenly Father, God. Well, Lord, be with us today as we head out into the rest of a Sunday. Bless and guide us this week, Lord, in Jesus mighty name. Amen.